This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to all of you enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Yesterday, we reported that EVs doubled their market share in April in the U.S. compared to a year ago. They captured 4.5% of the market. Today, the ACEA, which is the European Automobile Manufacturers Association, said sales of BEVs accounted for 10% of all car sales in Europe for the first quarter. That does not include sales of plug-in hybrids, which had 8.9% market share. Europeans bought over 224,000 BEVs in the first three months of the year, compared to 147,000 in the U.S. Man, despite a war in Ukraine, COVID lockdowns that are hurting production, and higher prices for raw materials, automakers keep posting strong earnings. BMW says sales fell more than 6% to 597,000 vehicles in the first quarter, but revenue shot up 16% to 31 billion euros, and its profit skyrocketed 259% to 10 billion euros. But there's an asterisk that goes with that number. BMW increased its holdings in Brilliance Automotive, its Chinese partner, to 75%. It had been at 50%, and that allowed it to book a one-time additional profit of 7.7 billion euros. But even if you strip out that one-time windfall, BMW's core profits were up a very healthy 19%. They came in at 3.4 billion euros. Meanwhile, Stellantis said its sales dropped 12% to 1.3 million vehicles, but its revenue shot up by the same amount, 12%. It brought in more than 41 billion euros. But because Stellantis only reports its full earnings in the middle and at the end of the year, we don't know how much money it put to the bottom line. All we do know is that Stellantis boosted its revenue in almost every market in the world except for Europe. Sales of new cars are down all around the world mainly because of tight inventory. And in the United States, the situation is getting worse, not better. Ward's Intelligence reports that automakers and dealers have 1.1 million vehicles in inventory. That's down from 1.2 million in March. And a year ago, they had nearly 2 million, and even that was way below normal levels. Some automakers are literally selling cars right off the truck. Hyundai only has an eight-day supply. Mazda only has seven. And Subaru is down to only three days. That's the same as Tesla, which works on a direct sales model. At the polar opposite end of the spectrum, Mitsubishi has 81 days worth of inventory, and Fiat has 127. So if you know anyone who desperately needs to get a new car and can't seem to find one anywhere, send them over to those two. Sounds like they got some cars to sell. We want to know what drives your testing, OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Toyota's on the same page as Tesla when it comes to 800-volt architectures for EVs. Leave it for the bigger stuff. 
Lexus's chief engineer says the automaker already developed an 800-volt architecture for future electric vehicles, but it will only be deployed on EVs with larger battery packs because they're the ones that need faster charging. That's one of the benefits of a higher voltage. A vehicle will have to have at least a 100-kilowatt-hour battery pack before Toyota or Lexus will consider an 800-volt architecture. So since the Toyota BZ and Lexus RZ both use roughly 75-kilowatt-hour batteries, that's why they have got a 400-volt architecture. Henrik Fisker is at it again. He's trying his hand at an electric sports car. First, there was the Karma. Then there was the E-Motion, which was supposed to get 400 miles of range and have 775 horsepower and cost $130,000, but that never went beyond just being a concept car. Now comes a teaser for the Ronin, an electric Grand Tourer that's supposed to deliver the longest range of any production EV, and that's thanks to its integrated cell-to-pack battery. But Fisker never said what that range would be. Right now, the Lucid Air G holds the title as having the longest range. The EPA rates it at 516 miles. Fisker says the Ronin will go into production in the second half of 2024. Electrify America increased its charging sessions more than fivefold from 2020 to 2021. A charging session counts how many times someone used one of its charging stations. Last year, people used its chargers 1.45 million times compared to only 268,000 times in 2020. That is a huge jump. Electrify America plans to expand to more than 1,800 charging stations in the U.S. and Canada by 2026, and that's a thousand more than it has today. But we've heard mixed reviews about user experiences with EA chargers, so we'd love to know if you have ever used them and how to go for you. At Scheffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter. Reducing CO2 emissions. Making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. Even though hydrogen fuel cells generate a lot of controversy in some circles, the auto industry keeps on investing in the technology. Bosch is coming out with electrolyzers that convert water into hydrogen through electrolysis. It says these electrolyzers are perfect to use with solar panels and wind generators to produce green hydrogen. Interestingly, the electrolyzer uses the same kind of stack that's used in a fuel cell, except it works in reverse. Whereas a fuel cell combines hydrogen and oxygen to produce electricity, the electrolyzer uses electricity to split water into hydrogen and oxygen. Meanwhile, Westport Fuel Systems out of Canada is demonstrating how hydrogen can be used as a fuel in heavy-duty diesel engines. It claims a 98% reduction in CO2 emissions using green hydrogen, a 20% gain in horsepower and torque, and a 5-10% to better thermal efficiency. Westport says this is a much cheaper solution to reduce CO2 emissions compared to battery electric or fuel cell vehicles. And it's probably right. 
The only problem is now we have to wait for someone to build out the infrastructure for getting green hydrogen. As we mentioned at the top of the show, EVs keep capturing bigger chunks of market share. And we expect that to continue as automakers come out with more electric models that appeal to a wider spectrum of customers. And as the charging infrastructure gets built out. But at some point, we think, the growth will start to plateau. And then what? Will enough people buy EVs to soak up all the capacity that the industry is putting in place? After all, we know that around 40% of the market hates EVs. They think they're stupid. So is that where the EV revolution is going to stall out? That's the topic on AutoLine After Hours this afternoon. Stephanie Brinley, the principal analyst for the Americas for S&P Global, as well as Mike Jackson, the head of research at the OESA, will be lending their expertise and insight. So join me and Gary as we look into what it's going to take to get enough people to buy electric cars. And with that, we wrap up today's show. Thanks for watching. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion.